This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. Verse 6, it goes on to say, But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. This is important for us. It's impossible to please God without faith. And that is faith in the Word of God. That's faith in Him and everything about Him. Having faith in Genesis 1-1. Having faith in the end times. Having faith in everything. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Hardly ever will our actions impress God. We can't do or say anything that will get us into heaven or bless ourselves. The only way is faith. Faith in Him and what He can do for us. Faith in ourselves or what we can do will get us nowhere. In today's message, Pastor Eddie will share the certainty that the Father brings when we trust in Him and His wonderful works. If you want to please God, then all you have to do is believe in Him. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as he continues his message by faith. And to have intelligent life, you know, from water, air, you know, gravity, all these things have to, has to line up perfectly. And what are the chances? Here's, here's the logic of it. You know, everything, air has to be exact. Think about it. If the sun was just a little bit closer to the earth, we would burn. If the sun was a little bit further, we would freeze, right? Everything's lined up. Here's the logic behind it. If I gave you 10 pennies, you, line, you, you number all the 10 pennies, 1 through 10. Penny number 1, penny number 2, number 2. And we can actually do that because we have bottles out there, right? Don't, not just kidding. And so you do one, and then you take all those 10 pennies, you shake them all up and put them in your pocket. Shake it all up. What are the chances that you go in your pocket taking out penny numbered 1? 1 in 10 chances, right? Okay, put that penny back in your pocket. What are the chances of you taking out penny number one and then the next one to be penny number two? One in a hundred. What are the chances, you put them back in your pocket, you take out penny number one, penny number two, penny number three? One in a thousand. Do we need to go any further? To have everything lined up to be precisely, to have it life here, intelligent design. And then for Christians to say, well, I believe in a young earth because when I was a kid, it was a 100,000 years and then it became a million years. Now it's a billion years old. How can that be? The Bible says day one. A day in the Hebrew is Y-O-M, yom. And it means a little 24-hour days. That's faith. I believe God created heaven and earth. I believe the, God created the way it was because guess what? Hold on to your Bibles because the textbooks all scramble eggs. They don't have everything together. Missing links? It's not a missing link. They're missing links. Missing links. And what about the, the, the 
I'm getting into the book of Genesis. I'm going to move on. But here, what about the law, the second law of thermodynamics? The 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 second law of thermodynamics is that things get old. Things rust, right? We get old, right? I said, whatever happened to evolution? I'm, still, I'm dying. I'm getting worse. So you see, it, it just doesn't make sense. Faith. I believe Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created all. Again, a, a five-year-old, six-year-old can he tell you, but a professor in the university is still trying to figure it out. Now, the writer is now going to take us into the Hall of Faith, right? And we're going to see some Hall of Faithers, if you will. The first Hall of Faither is Abel. Let's look at verse 4. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Remember, it's God's right. We obtain, it's by God that we get approved. But it is by faith. He takes us all the way back to Genesis chapter 4, just the fourth chapter in the book, in the Bible. And he points us to this Adam's second son, um, Abel. And it also brings us to the first recorded sacrifice. So Abel was a shepherd, and his brother Cain was a farmer. You have a shepherd and a farmer. Abel offered to God a sacrifice of the firstborn of his flock. So it was a, it was a lamb. Cain offered to the Lord a sacrifice from the ground. Let's read Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 to 5. It says, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel's, Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Abel is an, is an example of, of one who chooses God's way by faith. By faith. It's not so much that God, it's not so much that Cain tried to offer God a Caesar salad. That's not the idea. The idea he wanted to come in his own terms. Now, yeah, there is importance about the sacrifice because it's a symbol. The lamb has always been a picture from Genesis to the very last book in the book of Revelation. The lamb has always been a picture. The lamb was for personal. Abel, you see Abel is sacrificing a lamb. We see an individual, an individual person sacrificing a lamb. We go to Exodus, we see a, sac- a lamb being sacrificed for a family. We go to Leviticus, we see a lamb being sacrificed for a nation. So from an individual, a lamb, to a family, a lamb, to a nation, a lamb, what happens when John the Baptist saw Jesus? said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of a, not an individual, not a family, not only a nation. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Everybody. And then when you get to Revelation, you see that he was a lamb as though he was slain. The lamb was always a picture, yes. But, well, really, he did it by faith. That's the point here. Yes, the sacrifice is important because that's being obedient to God and how we can come to God in his terms. Cain wanted to come to God in his own terms. That's the problem. And this is why many commentators would say that Cain is the founder of the world's first false religion. The first false religion because he wanted to go his way. He wanted to be done in his way, his works. Look, I work for this ground. I slaved over these vegetables 
you have to accept it. No, I don't. First of all, he didn't come in obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We'll find that later. But it is by faith. And, and that goes on. As a matter of fact, it is called the way of Cain. Jude, the second to the last book of the Bible, Jude is only one chapter. So Jude verse 11, it says this, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They have their own way. I wonder if Cain going to God his own way inspired the song, I did it my way. <laughs> I don't know. But he went his own way. And that's another religion, trying to get, you know, try to do things good. Oh, I'm going to do it my way. No, no. Let's look at the Bible, what the Bible has to say. And so Abel was one of righteousness because of faith. And there was evidence of faith. And is the sacrifice that he made, he was obedient to God. Cain's way was rejecting the cross, rejecting the, the Lord, and by also rejecting the blood of, the, of Christ. Abel, by faith, offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. So verse 4, we're going to read to the end. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And, though, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. What does it mean? Though he's dead, Abel is dead, he still speaks. If I read that back then, maybe, I'm still reading now, it still speaks. What, does he, what is he talking about? His testimony. We're talking about Abel, aren't we? His faith, even unto death. We're talking about Abel. And he died almost, what, six, seven thousand, 6,000 years? I believe in younger, not a billion years, okay? And so, it testify of his gifts. Genesis 4.10, it says, it says, and he said, what have, the Lord said to Cain, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And it is by faith, even unto death, that he's being spoken of and is set an example here in the hall of faith. The hall of faith. Because by faith he believed, by faith he offered a better sacrifice, and is by, he lived by faith. And saints, that's for us to live and walk by faith. So that when the time has come for you to be in the presence of the Lord, that your friends and family can remember you as one who lived by faith, you who trust in God and live by faith. Now, the next hall of faither we have in verse 5, his name is Enoch. Let's look at verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And was not found because God has taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He was taken away, yeah. Listen, I believe the Bible. I believe in God. God created life. He could do anything supernatural. He skipped death. There are two in the Bible that skipped death. Enoch and Elijah. I believe that wholeheartedly. Because that actually points to kind of a rapture, doesn't it? Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 and 24 gives us this. And it says, after he begot Methuselah, don't name your kid this, but Methuselah, Methuselah's name means after the flood. Interesting, that's what he was named because he knew that after he died, you can imagine Noah saying, man, my grandfather, did he die yet? Grandpa Methuselah, he's still alive. That means the flood ain't coming. After he begot 
Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. For all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Imagine, it's years, but we have 365 days. Amazing connection there. I don't know if there's anything there, but you could do a study yourself. <laughs> but 300 years, oh, I'm thankful that we're, I, I'm, listen, I don't want to live past 80. I'm telling you that right now. 300 years, paying bills, bad breath, <laughs> sicknesses. What's the next virus? I don't know. 300 years, you probably go through many of them. Anyway, and in verse 24, Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. The fact that he pleased God, and he lived by faith with evidence. Again, this is like a form of rapture, because what happened after Enoch was raptured? The judgment, the flood. You see? When the church is raptured, in the Latin Vulgate, you won't find anybody, oh, the word rapture is not in the Bible. In the Latin Vulgate, it's raptus. So if you could read it, depending on what version you're reading, so get a Latin Vulgate Bible. It says raptus, in the Greek, is harparzio. It means caught up. We don't have a single word for it, but it's the word caught up. What happens once we're caught up? I'm a pre-tribber. I always say this, I'm so pre-trib, I don't eat post-weedies. Some of you, God, you're hungry. Anyway, let me... <laughs> Oh, we got another hour. Don't worry about it. It's being warmed up. <laughs> they haven't caught the chicken yet, so that's no, okay. So, you know, is the rapture. What happened after the rapture? The great tribulation. It's the judgment. But Enoch exercised faith. He lived by faith. And he was taken home in heaven by faith. Verse 6, it goes on to say, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. This is important for us. It's impossible to please God without faith. And that's faith in the word of God. That's faith in him and everything about him. Having faith in Genesis 1.1. Having faith in the end times. Having faith in everything. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm going to tell you this. Unbelief is the worst sin anyone can commit. You ask somebody, what's the worst sin? You know, murder, I don't know. You go down the list. No, unbelief. Because with unbelief, there is no sacrifice for that. Because you don't believe in Jesus, therefore, you're not forgiven. There's no remedy for those who have unbelief. That's to come there's a warning for Christians to be careful because you could drift away, right? You can drift away. Unbelief, read Romans chapter 11. When, when Paul says, hey, you are grafted in, but be careful. The ones that were of the tree, the olive tree, you're a wild olive branch being grafted in. The ones of the, the olive tree were the Jews. If they've been cut off. You too can be cut off. And so there's, we need to be careful. Unbelief is the worst sin. God has no remedy for that because it's his, you have to believe. If you talk about the unpardonable sin, what's the unpardonable sin? He committed the unpardonable sin. And then they attach it to all kinds of weird things. The unpardonable sin is not accepting Jesus Christ, rejecting Jesus Christ. Because how can you be forgiven when you reject of everything that can, be, that can forgive you? Jesus said it best in Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, just so you won't take this out of, you know... 
you know, say, oh, well, you need, you need to be baptized. People say, no. Then we have to explain the thief on the cross. When the thief on the cross said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus said, for this day you and me shall be in paradise. Jesus said, oh, take this guy off the cross. Get him baptized before he dies. Then it's work. That's all works. We do that out of obedience. But he is saying, in other words, those who believe and follow after him, that's the point. He said, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And so, here's the third hall of faither, Noah, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house. Not seen. What did he not see? Rain. God says it's going to rain. Rain? What is rain? It never rained. Godly fear? Yes, judgment is coming. Being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. Think about it. You know, Noah's building an ark. And people coming around says, hey, Noah, what's that on your lawn, your front lawn? What is that? It's a boat. What is a boat? It's going to rain. You've been cutting wood too much, too long, Noah. What do you mean rain? What is that rain? See, it wasn't rain because if you read in scripture before, any archaeologist or those who study the planet and the earth would tell you that there was a recorded, um, they found seashells in the mountains. How did it get up there? But anyhow, there's water underneath the earth. And so what water the plants and the grass and the trees, just for those who are curious, it tells us that there was water underneath the earth that actually watered everything. Can you imagine? You don't have to worry about putting on a sprinkly system. You know, well, I need that. God is taking care of it. So when the flood came, the heavens opened up and also the ground opened up. And that's what caused the, the flood to, to, to happen quickly. But they never had rain. There was no need because the water was on the ground, watering everything. But he built it by faith. By faith. Can you imagine? It took him, since God called him to finish that to, to the flood, a hundred years. A hundred years to build it. Can you imagine sharing people about things that have not been seen? It's the same thing with us, isn't it? Right? By faith we live. We know that Christ is coming again. How do you explain people the rapture? Well, people are not going to understand it. It's up to them. You can't force somebody to believe it. Just like the days of Noah, nobody believed there was going to be a flood. And when the ark was finished, what does it say? I love it. The Lord says, come in. You know what that means? God was in the boat. God was in the ark. He didn't say go in. He said, come in. And then the doors were closed. The same thing is going to happen in the end times. And, and you know, Jesus said there will be days that great tribulation, not tribulation. We will have tribulation. But the world cannot give you great tribulation. Only God can give a tribulation that's great. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 21. Jesus said, for then there will be a great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor Ever shall be. So if you look at the judgment of Pharaoh in Egypt, the plagues that happened, the ten plagues, 
It's nothing compared to that. Interestingly, nothing happened to Israel, to the Hebrews. Interestingly, that God brought judgment in the flood, nothing happened to Noah. We're not appointed to wrath, saints. Bottom line. In the same way, Noah believed, not knowing what rain was. He built the ark. And his family, because of his faith, regardless of what people may have mocked him during that time of building. You know, he didn't get the animals. The Bible says God sent the animal in. So it's not like, okay, I got to go now hunt some deer and, you know. No, they came to him. Two are very unclean and seven are very clean. That's in the Bible. So the two by two is not completely. That's why we need to read the Bible. So by faith, we believe in Christ. We believe in the prophecies of the coming. It's no different than the faith that we have. We serve the same God of the saints. If we go through the hall of faith and we still continue to go on, we serve the same God. This is the same God yesterday, today, forever. The same God that's in Genesis, the same God in Revelation, all the way through. And the way God saved his people from judgment, from a wrath, from a flood, he's going to save his people in the future, the church, the bride of Christ. And so as we look at these three, we find that Abel's faith revealed, and then we see Cain's unbelief. There's a difference. Enoch, faith revealed, unbelief to death. So his faith showed us that there are those who will be raptured. Noah's faith revealed that there is a, the world's unbelief. There's going to be those that are going to mock. They're not going to believe. And sadly, there are Christians who don't believe in the end times. In the end times. There is no reason if God didn't give those warnings, why should I follow the warning? You think it's bad now? Jesus said, there will be a great tribulation. Never has been. Never. Nor would there ever be. It will be so great. That the land, when you're going to look at the map, if you are left behind, and, you, and hopefully you're not, <laughs> but you're going to see this map, it's not going to match because everything is going to shift. We see how everything is going now. And it's only the beginning. But there is a great tribulation. But by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And I'll read that last verse for you. Verse 1, faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. That is faith. And that is the heart of Christianity. That's the heart. We believe. We believe that Jesus Christ created heaven and earth. He's the word that became flesh. We believe that he left the throne in glory. He died on the cross. We believe he rose again. We believe he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And we believe he's coming again for his church. Amen. Thanks for listening to Running the Race Radio with Pastor Eddie. Pastor Eddie is leading us through a study of Hebrews. The series is called Jesus is Better. And you might be getting a clearer picture of the supremacy of Christ. Jesus represented everything in the Old Testament and fulfilled it so wonderfully. Maybe as you're listening today, you're just now realizing all the different ways that Jesus proved to be the Messiah, to be the one that had been promised and prophesied about. Through these scriptures, you're coming to a better understanding of the love, the grace, the sacrifice that Jesus was willing to be for you. It's humbling, isn't it? May these teachings continue to bring you closer to the Lord as you see His heart for you. 
Running the Race Radio is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel of Milford. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area, look us up right now. Head on over to runningtheraceradio.com. Once more, that's runningtheraceradio.com. When you get there, click back to the homepage for more information about the church, including directions and service times. We'd love to invite you to come and join us on Sunday mornings. And for those of you who live further away, we're delighted to let you know that on the same website, you can find many other messages from Pastor Eddie. That's at runningtheraceradio.com. Well, thanks for joining us today. We've come to the end of our time together. We will be back again next time, right here on Running the Race. See you then.